0: I do think it's actually a midlife superpower. And it's because probably by now, most of us, maybe not every single person, but most of us will have had some heartache, some heartbreak, some hardships, some grief, whatever it is, and we're still standing. Yeah. In fact, most of us are not still standing. We're still rocking (laughs) this life. We're still learning, we're still growing, we're still open to
1: new opportunities. Welcome to Ageing with Grace, Mostly Disgracefully, with me, Grace Fodor. It's the show for women in midlife who are unapologetically neither over the hill nor invisible. Nobody puts baby in the corner. In each episode, Katie and I have honest and inspirational conversations that challenge the status quo and reframe outdated stereotypes. We're celebrating age, wearing it loudly and proudly, with real topics, fresh perspectives, and total transparency. No subject is taboo. In episode 7 of Aging with Grace, mostly disgracefully, with me Grace Fodor, we're discussing the definition of resilience, can it be learned, and how it's truly our secret superpower to navigating life as we age. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to this week's show. We've got a great show. In fact, every week is a great show. Obviously. Every week's <laughs> an amazing show. Um, and it's all about resilience. And if you've read the article, um, it's a midster superpower. Mm.
0: Although is it doesn't it?
1: always feel like
0: it. It never feels no, like it. I have to say, it doesn't always feel like it.
1: But we're going to discuss it and find out if it is our superpower. Is it our superpower? Mm. Does it exist? And what is it? So um, and I guess, you know, when I wrote it, I was like, well, what actually is resilience? Because we think it's being strong or Mm. courageous or never, you know, not being weak or. And actually, when I looked it up in the dictionary, it's actually about rising to life's challenges Mm and our capacity to recover, work through them from, and work through the difficulties of life. Mm-hmm. What it doesn't say is you are a, a void, that's what I'm saying, so what it doesn't say is, you know, you don't suffer, there's no pain, yeah. there's no suffering, but it's very much about working through, dealing through those difficulties and coming out the other side. Yeah. Do you think that some people
0: are more resilient than others?
1: Yeah, 100%. I absolutely think that, but I think resilience in all of the you know research that I've done and the TED Talks that I listen to and a lot of the... Um, Experts when it comes to resilience. So these are psychotherapists. These are who are studying it for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. Um, what they all say is resilience is a skill. Yes. It can be learned. It can be learned. Yeah. Can be learned. And there are different ways, which I hope we explore. Yeah. You know how to become resilient. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think. Some people have more of it, some people have less of it. I think it's, and what's interesting, resilient, to be resi- it's a verb, isn't it? Yes. It's to act, it's a verb, it's a doing word. And I think it's like most things in life, the more you put in, the more you get out, the more you train those muscles, those resilient <laughs> so muscles. I was gonna say that, yeah, as always. The, the more resilient yeah. you're going to become. Yeah. The only thing I will say, my caveat, is, and we'll talk about all the different ways to build your resilience, when things are going fine, it's easier, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. When you've really got your back up against it or high stress or suffering or whatever it is, it's so hard. Yeah. You know, it's it's like easier said than done because you're not, you're feeling so desperate or devastated or shocked or in pain. Yeah really hard to then well let's put my little step three princess I (laughs) I was going to say I heard what that woman says all I have to do is think
0: good thoughts and all of a sudden I'll be resilient no I'm in the middle of grief or whatever it is so that's that's the hard bit that's when you actually need the reminder now funnily enough when I was a primary teacher we did something called building learning power and one of the four key skills that we tried to teach children at primary school level because this is really important and if anyone's a mom, a mom or a dad out there then it is something that is can be learned from a very young age and the thing is you can't become resilient without having failure Absolutely. without having bad times without having some knockbacks so this includes your children and I think we're are of a generation where we don't want our children to fail, we, don't, we, have want pain to, we don't want or, them to have pain. Mm. We do not want them to suffer in any way. Absolutely not, Why, we're parents, we're there to care for our children. Why yeah. do we want them to suffer? So I'm not saying make your children suffer in any way. But obviously even like little things like non-competitive sports days. But I remember, I'm gonna sound like such an old person here. <laughs> <laughs> I remember back in the day when I ran, had a sports day and I didn't win you know, and I didn't get a participation medal. I had to suffer that pain of I wasn't good enough to win. Mm. And, um, and that made me either go, right, well, I've got to learn how to run faster or whatever the, the thing was. And it's all those little, and I'm talking about tiny knockbacks as children, because hopefully they're not going to have major grief and major distress. We don't want them to have that. But even something like they didn't get, their grade that they wanted mm. on a test or whatever. All those little things are not bad things for us as human beings. We need to have some knockbacks in life to make us resilient. And Absolutely. Of, and to, sh- yeah. and
1: to sh- give us value
0: when and things to are appreciate, good, to really
1: appreciate. So I think... It's really interesting and I think we are the generation, as you say, was we, we want to protect our children mm-hmm. and we want to you know, mm-hmm. protect them in cotton wool and we want them to, we don't want them to feel bad upset things. or bad things yeah. or negative. or. But when I really think about it, we're actually doing them a massive disservice Absolutely. because in all the things that I read and listened to about resilience, One of the first things is this idea of acceptance, which is life is suffering. Full stop. Mm -hmm. You know, it's shit. It's hard. It's grief. It's loss. It's devastating. It's painful. That is life. Not all of the time. It's not. So if you, and what, you know, the sort of articles talk about and psychotherapists is if you fundamentally accept that life is hard, when something does happen, you're, you, don't, you don't get caught up in this shock. Mm-hmm. You don't get caught up in... Because what it talks about very much is you can go one or two ways. You can become a victim to it where you're powerless Yeah, or you can be in the driving seat mm-hmm. and both of those don't take away the pain yeah so you can be in the driving seat where you're in control of that situation so if there's a level of acceptance you're not caught up in the victim why, why me? me what have i, I done to fair. deserve what this what have i done yeah. to deserve this yeah and you know well why not you mm. And the reality is, and then you think, well, it's always me, why me? Then you look at, you know, shiny, perfect Instagram and it's yeah. no one else. And it just creates this sort of negative victim and you can't, you'll never be able to work through it yes. and come out the other side. So because at one you, level, we're could, doing we're, yeah. we're doing our children a disservice because like you say, they're not gonna win every single race. Mm-hmm. Um, their friends are going to go to a party and leave them, yeah, and in our relationship with them, if you're saying well it's not it's not you, it's darling, not you. and la, la la la, it's all them, yep. we're doing them such a disservice yep. because life is real and life is pain, and life is suffering, and you know it's a bit shit, yeah absolutely and
0: and that's that's why it is so important, and you, you mentioned Instagram and um I think we can all get caught up in this but everybody else's life is perfect. Shiny, you know
1: look plastic, at their
0: holiday look at their happy. clothes look they really get on with their husband all day every day and yeah. their dog is perfect and has a bow around its neck and their children are all going to become medics yes and and, and, and all that and it and it's not because no one's life is you know on a good day we're all just bumbling along. Mm. On a bad day, something really bad happens to us. And in the good days, marvellous things happen to us. So I think I think we keep coming back quite often to the whole, don't get bogged down by everyone's, or what you perceive anyone else's mm. life to be, particularly on social media.
1: It's so hard, though, because it's so present in our lives. Yeah. It's so in our faces. And... You know, we all have our phones and we're all all on Instagram and they're addictive. I mean, they have they're made psychologists yes. working, you know, swipe up, left, right, all that to deliberately to modify, manipulate our behaviour to spend more time on there. Yeah. And it is addictive. You get a dopamine rush. It's completely addictive. Yeah. So and then you're caught up in this whereas, comparisonitis. You know, yes. So we need to develop some resilience to
0: comparisonitis. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Do you want to do a session? I actually, and what's interesting, because um, we've had GCSE results, we've had A-level results, and my uh, gorgeous, gorgeous 18-year-old got her results. And she did really, really well for her. Mm -hmm. She absolutely, you know... COVID was hard for her, different dynamics, you know, the remote learning. She's dyslexic. And she did so well, so proud of her. And I sent her this really long message and I was saying, please do not compare yourself to any one of your friends, your sister, anyone on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Just accept your achievement for you. Yeah. And your success because you have been so so successful yeah. and then we sort of went on I was chatting to her about and we all do it don't we we compare ourselves to society's stereotypes or um, definitions of what success is oh, no. which is another massive yeah. massive debate and conversation and I was like you are successful. Yes. You have been successful. Yeah. Compare yourself against your sense of achievement, herself, your
0: starting where point, she, where she came from, what her baseline was, yeah. and how far she's come.
1: But we do it. We yeah. do it all, yeah, all the time. I don't know how we stop that. And I think <laughs> it. Well, I think it's every time we talk about stuff like this and it's resilience. It comes down to mindset. You know, you are. You are what you think, right? This has a big part to play in it. Everybody thinks it's emotion and feeling and it's part of our DNA. Um, You are what you think and what you think is what you feel. Mm -hmm. So you drive emotion. There's a brilliant, brilliant TED talk about it. Um, And she's a neuroscientist and this is what she studies and she monitors brain activity. And she was talking about emotion and feeling that it comes from here. Yeah, from your it's head. The, bra- the brain's programming and communicating your physical response, your emotional response, your, it's absolutely fascinating. So I guess with resilience, it's the same, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's using the principles, working them, exercising them, and it builds, So it's hard. It's what, yeah, I mean,
0: this is a thing, I think, As you say, in good times, we think, right, we're gonna work on on that resilience muscle. But it's in the bad times that we need that reminder. And the only way that I I think, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, um, earlier this year, wasn't a great time for me. And I got as low as I was prepared to go this year. And And this was before we actually started talking about this. I went, resilience, I need to get resilience. And, and it became, you know, like some people have a word of the year, like whatever, my year yeah. is going to be magnificent or whatever it is. And it became my word of the moment. And every time I started to go dip a little bit, I was like, no, resilience. And literally by saying that word out loud to me, sort of stopped, as you were saying, this, this thought process, what you think is what you feel. Now, if I'd have allowed that thought process to carry on, carry on, I'd have ended up back back down, down where I was yeah. trying to get out and every time I actually went oh I'm starting to feel a bit or I'd starting to go down a negative thought path I went resilience so it sort of stops
1: you a little bit to Le- take stops you stops you in your track absolutely for that split second and then you made a choice didn't you then it became I I it was like me as
0: you said gaining control again absolutely and it wasn't that the negative little voice had totally shut up It wasn't that I didn't have that bit of a brick in my stomach or whatever it was at that Mm. particular time. They were still there. But instead of me allowing them to dominate and then take me down further, I literally stopped it. And and there was something I was reading yesterday. And it only takes two seconds for you to stop that negative voice. All you have to do is distract it. And it yeah. stops it in its track. You don't need to do this big 30-second, 30-minute meditation session. You can two minutes. Yes, it might then start to come back. But if you distract it again, and if you keep yeah. just distracting that negative thought pattern enough times, you've got control back. Yeah. So that was and all I needed you to do.
1: Sort of overlay it rather than a negative thought with a positive Absolutely. thought. Absolutely. With and that comes to the sort of second point. So, sort of the steps of resilience. One is that acceptance. Life is hard. Life is suffering. And good things happen. uh, Sorry, wrong way round. Bad bad things things happen happen to to good good people. people. It happens to all of (laughs) us, and it's unrealistic to believe you will go through life without pain or suffering. And that whole why me? Yes. You know, well, why not? Yeah. Going to be someone, and the likelihood it's going to be everybody. So. But then the second part is that focus, like focusing, like focusing on it, focusing the mind, Mm -hmm. and like you say, doing things that just put the brakes on. Yeah. So, you know, you saying that word resilience, for other people, it might be affirmations. And I quite like affirmations or positive quotes or... um, Other ones can be. Have you heard of the like the flicking the band on your wrist? Yeah, flicking the band or tapping. Yeah, tapping anything that just stops for that moment. It could be taking a deep breath. It could be counting to ten. Yes. And mindfulness. There's that wonderful app, and I can't remember what it's called. I love Andy. Oh. Oh. Meditation mind mindfulness app. Can't remember. It will come to me. This is like menopause fog but he he's got this wonderful animation, and I think it's absolutely brilliant. You know when you you're the pictures, you're feeling really overwhelmed, really stressed, just negative, and you're, you're just like i can't I can't do this, I'm never going to get through this. it's negative, negative. It's like standing in the middle of the M one right and cars and lorries and they're dry and you're trying to dodge them, and you know, it's going to take you under. And what he was saying was... What these techniques do is takes you off the motorway mm-hmm. where you cannot do anything else. You're not in control of it. You're not in the driving seat and puts you on the bank. Yeah. So you're sitting on the M1 bank. All the traffic, everything, it's still there. It doesn't go away. Yes. Or the pain doesn't go away. It's still there. But the difference is you're watching it. Yes. But what it's not doing is taking you down, down, down to a point where, you know, you cannot cope. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was really good. And I was talking to my, um, my stepdaughter, Miranda, and she was saying that she's really busy. She's got a lot on her plate and, you know, talking about feeling overwhelmed. And we started talking about the whole resilience and obviously we've been thinking about it and talking about it all, all sort of week. And she was saying that, similar to the the motorway is as those thoughts come in it's a really simple technique as the thought comes in she's she's kinesthetic so she likes movement yeah so as the thought comes in she sees it and she physically does that okay pushes it away yeah i've done nlp where you know if a thought like that comes in i'm visual i'm not kinesthetic i'm not auditory so I think in pictures, Yeah. so that feeling or that comes in, and then I superimpose that emotion or negative rhetoric with an image. Okay. And when I did the session, it was absolutely brilliant. She made me think of a situation I was in where I was really happy, feeling really positive, and it elevated me and it lifted me and it made me really feel good could be anything right and then when that feeling came in in the training she'd like click and then I would have to superimpose that and she said the more you do it once again the more you exercise that muscle muscle. it's just yeah I I think the more I find out
0: about the brain and what we can do and all this, I am absolutely fascinated in fact on my drive here today, I was actually thinking, you should study psychology. I am absolutely fascinated Mm. with understanding it more. My only thing, and I think this is something we can all relate to, is that when you are in the moment. So what can we do to remind ourselves, because I'm with you, I've, I've watched the TED Talks and listened to the podcasts and read the books and read the articles. I know what to do, but you know very clearly that a couple of months ago, you called me up and I just went, oh, <laughs> I'm not in a good place. But I know all this. I know. That's... I know all this. But then you said all this stuff that I know to me. And I went, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I know. What if you haven't got Grace on the phone that day? I, I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm asking for myself really. What can we do? when we're actually in the middle of it, because I know there'll be someone out there listening right now that's like, I'm in that place right now. I'm bogged Mm. down by grief or stress or overwhelmed or whatever. What advice could we give people right here, right now? Would it be to listen to our our conversation? Because I'm finding that quite useful. You know, like, oh, I'm feeling this. I'm going to find a TED Talk. And it's literally 15 minutes out of my time.
1: And I'm going, oh, yeah, that's reminded me. I think, do you know what? I think it all comes down to one thing is, do you know what? I I think it comes down to making a choice. So you have to have that self-awareness. Making the choice to either let it drown you. That doesn't even, isn't even, isn't even good English, is it? So it's just making a choice to either focus, like focus mm. on it, own it, and work through it. Like problems like problems don't go away. Pain yeah. doesn't go away. Life doesn't go away. You work through it, don't you? Mm-hmm. So what you put in, you get get out. So... I think it's firstly just making that choice, but that's where the positive mindset... Yeah. Because if you just say to yourself, I've got this, I am going to be okay, and I've got this, you are more likely to work through it and come out the Mm. other side. And it is that difference between does it take over you where not even victim, I don't like the word victim. I think it's a really negative word. Some people
0: do become victims by choice. I'm not, this is very different to victim shaming, by the way, but like someone that I know is very much everything that happens to him. It's, oh, why does it always happen to me? And, oh, what did I do? Like, every single time. He he makes himself the victim. Other people... And I
1: think that's the thing, is do you make yourself... You've got a choice. Do I become a victim to what I'm going through? Yeah. Or do I get into the driver's seat? And if you're in the driving seat, then you have more control over that situation. So I think it always comes back to a mindset. Yeah. Mindset. Positive, rather negative. And then... You know, that sort of focus the mind, it, it's effort and it's yeah, it, energy. It's quite and it's hard, focus, isn't it? It's hard yeah. work. And I love, you know, we've all got our little phrases for you. You own the word resilience. Mm. And that gives you, that stops you and gives you a moment then to take, yeah. maybe charge or control the situation. Um, I have my own phrases and I always say to myself, and this is to do with focus, is change the things that you, focus on the things that you can change, focus on the things that you can make a difference, whatever the scenario is, rather than focusing on what you can't change. Because it's not productive and it's not positive, and all those things, that negative, But focus on, and also part of that negative, focus on the things you can change, not on the things that you can't. Big part of that I can't change is also fear. Yeah. So fear drives anxiety and worry, and we all do it. I do it. And there's a brilliant Tim Ferriss TED talk where he talks about we should we need to learn how to. um, So normally you set your goals. We need to not worry about our goals. We need to be able to set our fears. And he talks about the fear of a scenario. And we've all faced it, haven't we? Mm And if I play out my fear, I get on that train. You know, what I create in my mind and the reality of that situation, A, it's never, ever, ever as bad as you think it's going to be. But also it's such, it's not going to stop. It's not going to stop anything happening. Yeah. I mean, I remember, you know, with my mum and dad, I got so caught up with, oh, my God, I'm never going to be able to lose a parent. And I've got friends who have lost parents and, you know, all. The, and I was like, I'm never going to be, oh, and I couldn't allow myself because I got so much fear about yeah. how awful it's going to be and I'm never going to get through it and I'm not going to survive it, blah, blah, blah. And I did lose a parent and then I lost a second parent and... And it's also a fear of pain because you don't want that pain. But the reality is pain is part of life. So I think that sort of focusing the mind. And for me, it might be as simple as a word, Mm. a phrase for me. And then the other big part they talk about a lot as a step to resilience is, I think psychotherapists call it benefit finding. Yes, yeah. And it's that whole gratitude. Gratitude and yeah. i actually think it really works because you know the gratitude is part of focusing on not on the loss yeah. but on what you gained yeah focus on the good not the bad mm-hmm. focus on what you have yeah not, not what on, you don't have you don't have so
0: and we, we say, I think we've come back to this, I think every single week, really, that our brain defaults to the negative. Absolutely. And unless we work, Again, on these muscles, we've got all these different – we talk about exercising our, our bodies. It's not hard – sorry, it's hard to start with even exercising our bodies. I think exercising our brains needs like a daily reminders. Absolutely.
1: And At. that's why, isn't it? Affirmations yes. or meditation yeah. or gratitude yeah. or, or that journaling. Journaling. And, and, they're yeah. so positive. Yeah. They're so positive and they have a positive impact and when things are going well, it's really easy to do them. Yes. Or you or, go the other way and go, oh, I don't I need to think, do I don't it because I'm do fine. It. Absolutely. And then what happens? But the gratitude is a mindset. It is. And, and positive mindset as mm-hmm. well, I think, is so important. So telling yourself, and we do it, and I'm, I'm talking from my own personal experience, and we do it. It's like, I can't cope, I can't cope, I can't cope. Instead of saying, you know what, it's shit, but I will cope and I will come through this. And then, you know, the other thing they they talk a lot about is put yourself into a situation in your past. So, you know, I've got a big move coming next week. I'm really stressed about it. You know, blah, 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 blah. And I can feel I've got a busy week with work. Daughter's going to uni. I feel so overwhelmed Mm. with the day to day stuff that I have to do. Right and still working, and I can feel like this this anxiety and this. I can feel it stress. now, just listening to what you're going. I feel through. it in my stomach. I feel my cortisol levels yeah. at fight or flight. I'm in fight mode. And the negative is, oh, I'm just not going to get through it. It's going to be a nightmare. You know this doom and gloom. When I moved from my previous house, I packed up a house that we'd been in 16 years, mm. 16 years, in one week, in one week, because we sold really quickly in this deal sort of, in one week. Yeah. So I've been planning this and working on going through the staff and all the rest of it for about four or five weeks. So while those feelings are real, and that's the other thing is be kind to yourself and mm. respect those feelings. I'm not going to go well, don't be so ridiculous yes. or just being stupid blah, well, because that that doesn't pull help you pull <laughs> yourself together. So be kind to yourself. I'm like, "Oh, I can't cope." Grace, you've been in this situation yeah. before 5 million times more stressful and you know what? You, you coped, coped yeah. and you came out the other side. So that positive rhetoric conversation Mm -hmm. with yourself. So instead of going, I'm not gonna cope, it's gonna be Mm. awful, of course it is, because I'm not in the right mindset. Instead of saying, it is what it is, you'll cope. You'll cope. You'll come through it. You're still standing
0: now and you've been through it all these times before. But again, it's like, it's it's trying to get, be your best friend in your head. And absolutely not allowing the other one to speak.
2: I was wondering if we've got anything from the chat. Oh, yeah. Actually, this subject has really resonated, I think, with so many people. Um, Laura said, Will our next generation be being taught resilience by this pandemic? Do you think? Have you noticed that within your children?
1: Ooh, I think it's well, I think that is what I think is (laughs) interesting about our Our this generation, our children, is from a parental parenting, like we started earlier in the conversation, it's like we want to protect them, we don't want to have any pain and we want them in cotton wool and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, But in schools, generally, across all schools, schools now in terms of their curriculum, they're much more into... Mental health and well-being yeah. and resilience. So I think they're they're being educated a lot more. So I think that's which in my day we never yeah, had we didn't mention that at had. all. Yeah. So yeah. you know, my three daughters talk articulately about um, like they know what resilience is yeah. or authenticity, and so I think that's positive. I think in terms of the um, pandemic. I think every single one of us, whether you're five or 105, I think all of us have been impacted negatively and it's been hard, different different ways for different people. And we've got, we have got through it. Um, So I think part of it is they definitely would have learned to be more resilient. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All of us,
0: actually. Yeah. I think like essentially a big bomb dropped into all of our lives, didn't we? The very few of us, 100 percent, well, no one has carried on exactly how they were before. I I was thinking about doctors and nurses who, of course, carried on going to work when there was that period where most of us were unable to work. But what they faced when they were in work has got to have caused trauma. Yeah, I, for sure. Personally, I don't think we've even seen the the overall long-term effects of what the past 18 months so far have, 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 have done and what they have in store for us. I think, like everything else, there's going to be positives that are going to come out of it that, yes, potentially our children who... Maybe ne- never faced any bomb going off in their life before, of like, and we didn't. I learn. didn't. No, I didn't. I mean,
1: I never faced anything in my childhood that the pandemic has What's... the impact, you know, because it's, it's so not, so lo- lo-
2: it's been so long, hasn't it? It's, it's not just so like... long.
1: And also, so if you think, our children be
2: more resilient than our generation. I think home, they'll so... be
1: more resilient because the number <laughs> one, so the first thing they say about resilience is life is suffering, mm. right? So, they've they've seen it up close and personal something that has changed their life unrecognizably and also with that if you look at sort of maslow's theory of motivation you look at the key elements of what makes a happy fulfilled life all of that was deconstructed mm-hmm. right we are we to be human is to have a sense of Community and belonging and contact, that was annihilated. Yeah. You only so that was one thing. You know, for adults, you know, being able to provide, having a house over your head, being able to feed your children, feed yourself, that the basics it was all, put in jeopardy. all of that yeah. was put in jeopardy with no understanding. There's no reference point. Mm-hmm. There's no well, we've been through this yes. before. This is what we need to do. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. like fear the fear, I think, went off the ring to scale. So I really think they will I be can... more resilient yeah, because yeah, of it. Yeah, you're right, and I, I think really do. Control, ultimately,
0: yes, there are some people that are more controlling than others, but I think we all like to have an element of, I am in control of my life, my destiny, where I'm going, what I'm doing, and again, it was taken away from us. Everything, yeah. You know, we had no control and without a timeline, we didn't even know, oh, it's okay, we'll do this for three months and then everything will be fine. It and was- the, other, the <sighs>
1: other thing, cause I do think part of like resilience is hope, mm. right? So what, it's like the role of hope and like faith, faith that, you know, you're gonna get through it, come out the other side. Hope, I can't imagine, hope's so important, mm. isn't it? Yeah, because as when all hope is gone, you sort of, yeah. you, you so, hear people just give up, don't you? Yeah, they? so if you think about the pandemic where there was hope, wasn't there? So, mm. you know, at the end of the lockdown yes. and you all, like, it created a momentum. It's like, oh, we're getting out of this lockdown and, it, and we're going to start to get back to normal. And it raised our spirits, gave us hope and belief that it's good, we're going to get some normality again. And then another lockdown yes. came. And I think that is really hard mm. when you have a knock and then you get yourself back and then you have another one. Yeah. And then you get another knock. And I guess that's sort of the resilience and suffering. I I do remember with my parents, my because I never I never experienced death or pain or anything really until I sort of Lost my mom. Mu- lost my mom, and I created so much fear around yeah. around that instead of just ac- accepting it. So I don't know. It's a it's a it's a big subject, isn't yeah. it? But yeah, I, going I, back I like to the question. Yeah, I I d- I, think I, they I, will. I think
0: I'm hopeful. <laughs> after you've just said hope, I'm hopeful that our children will be more resilient as a result. Yeah, which will be a nice positive out of a very hard time.
2: Yeah. Um, Sam wrote, is resilience the modern term for digging deep or accepting you must just keep buggering on? Do you think it's sort of generation, our generation's term for that?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, because I think they're different. Do you think so? Yeah, because I think that's sort of, I think that's more stoicism. So both my parents are very stoic. And when you think of that generation, they're very stoic. You know, that's life. Let's get on with it. And you keep... That's... I can't... It's really hard to explain. I think that sort of stoic. I don't... I think resilience is more about rising to the challenge of life and proactively getting... Digging deep and being deep within it and working through it, which is very different to like, oh, we just got to get on with it. Be- from it well. Yeah, and learning from it. And also sometimes if you're stoic, it's like, well, I've just got to get on with it. What they're also doing um, is shutting down the emotion, shutting down the pain yeah, or the that- emotion. They're in control of it. And it's almost like this sort of barrier. Whereas for me, resilience is... Being right in the thick. Accepting Vulnerable, it. open.
0: Yeah. So slightly different. Yeah, I think ultimately, because I always think of that generation and beyond. Um, like my, my grandparents were obviously older than your parents. So like maybe your parents and, and the generation above, I think of them as being the most resilient people. Mm. Um, but you're right in that they probably did Shut down some emotion to do it and be very British upper lip, and you know, mm. oh, we, we'll just get. But, but I have to say, like, um, that generation to me, they are a bit of an inspiration, you know, yeah, because they sure. lived through through I, I hate mentioning the war because I just think it's so long ago and we keep talking about it, but they lived through a war where every single day bombs were dropping on the head and oh, it doesn't matter if you're doing your crossword right now, the air raid's going off mm. and you, you move and we don't care what you think, you're going down to the air raid shelter and you're eating ration food and you don't get to do this and you don't. And I just think it did make them wonderful people. You know, when I think it's of certain- my, gra- my grandparents, how they then went on and dealt with life was wonderful because yeah, they had sure. such joy and enjoyment And yes, bad things happened. You know, operations had people got so seriously ill, people died, and they dealt with it really, really well. And that, that, that for me, is
1: resilience. That, for me, is resilience. And also with gratitude or grateful, Mm. you know, gratefulness that everything had a value. And going back to, you know, what you said earlier, we need. I don't like bad times, but we need pain we, we and do. we need suffering and we need to give us an appreciation of what we therefore have. Absolutely. Does that make sense? It no, gives I, it value yes. because how it gives life value. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, there's there's no range, if As, that makes sense. Absolutely. So, you know, like a really – I've spent some time with uh, my ex – husband's great aunt and she remembers the war and she remembers rations and we've had some amazing conversations over the last week and she was saying that because sugar was rationed Mm. you know they didn't have anything sweet so each she's 83 so when she has a piece of cake she enjoys it she's almost (laughs) grateful um and she really enjoys it it, appreciates it because it reminds her of not having. Mm. I mean imagine being five or six and no sweets, yeah. no sugar, no cakes. No cakes. Oh. Yeah. And I just, you know, I just I think it is inspirational. Mm. Yeah, I for sure. I,
0: I that kind of resilience I can only admire. I think so. what
1: um I can't remember who who said it, but that's sort of like, oh we've just got to get on mm-hmm. that sort of um is
0: is creating a barrier. Yes, I agree with that because I, I immediately went. Yes, yes, I agree. Yes, I think, but I don't think that's healthy. Mm. I don't think that barrier not allowing our feelings to show. It's about allowing feelings, and maybe that includes crying or shouting or oh my god, this is terrible. But then still picking yourself up. Yeah, and that's yeah. proper resilience. Yeah, I, I think denying yourself
1: and also the emotion, like you, you know you well, said it's not in healthy. terms of. You know, fear—it's part of our survival mechanisms. You know, it's evolution. It kept us safe from that cyber, you know, tiger or whatever that's going to eat us. Saber tooth tiger—it's going to eat us. It serves a purpose, and I under—I sort of understand that. And with that, we don't want pain. Who wants pain? Who wants to feel terrible? Who wants to cry? Who wants (laughs) sadness and loss and So we do whatever we can to avoid it, don't we? And I think it feels better at that point in time. And we can talk about self-medication, whether it's like, let's drink a big bottle of Prosecco and block it all out or, but anything that creates those barriers to stop you feeling, whether it's pain or loss or um, even anger or fear, Is very superficial Mm. because I think it's momentary and you might feel better at that point in time. But I think the long term damage that it does to you in terms of your mental health, your well-being, your self-worth, your value and your own resilience is it's very much like thin ice. Yeah. It's temporary. It's, it's for temporary me, for me. It's a sticking
0: plaster. Yeah,
1: you know? absolutely.
0: And it, that is going to come peeling off, and then it might be more of a wound underneath. So, yeah, for
1: sure.
2: Um, Abby emailed in actually, and I, I think you answered this earlier. But what has been the moment you realised that you do have resilience, or maybe you failed and you don't quite have the resilience you wanted to? <sighs> me?
0: Shall I, shall I go yeah. first? Yeah. I think I think mine was um, definitely going through a separation and then a divorce um, because it was heartbreaking. And, and as I've said before, it was, it was my choice, <laughs> yet it was still devastating and heartbreaking. And, and people would say to me, you're brave. And I certainly didn't feel brave. I felt stupid. And as I said last week, I felt guilty. And, and I uh, feel failure. All these, and yeah, all these horrible. different emotions. So, um, but... That was as low as probably I've ever been in my life to date. I'm sure I can go back there and I can probably even go lower because I am that first step of resilience. I appreciate bad things happen. But um, I also came out of it, you know, and it took probably two and a half years from start to finish of absolute heartbreak, really, Mm -hmm. of every day waking up and still having that brick in my stomach and, and things. And I never... I can honestly say I never thought I was going to feel me again, mm. but I did. <laughs> I did, and um, and this appreciation that you literally just mentioned about appreciating the, the better times... I am that person. I am that person that now sees, I'm, I'm, I'm so like sad, and I am gonna use that word sad. I am that person that sees the pretty flower and appreciates the pretty flower. Look at the pretty flower. My daughter's called Grace. Grace, Grace, look at the pretty flower. Yeah, all right, mom. You know, she's like, she doesn't get it. But, but, and all the good times, I appreciate so much yeah. more. So as much as I wouldn't want to go through a divorce, I'm actually, I'd like to think a better person, a more resilient person, a stronger person and a braver person because of it. So that was definitely my time where I went, okay, you're stronger than you think. And I think a lot of, it's so funny because a lot of people have always looked at me and my brother who's a bit older than me and they've always gone, Richard, my brother is very strong, you know, very strong, tough man, blah, blah, blah. And Katie, well, she's not because she cries. She's so emotional. She cries all the time. And then a few years ago, my mum actually went, do you know what, you're the strong one and he's not as strong as you. He's not as resilient as you. Um, so, so it's funny how people judge you because you're emotional or you cry. It doesn't mean you're actually not resilient at all. It just means that's
1: how I let yeah, my emotions and out. If we've talked about part of resilience is being in the thick of that situation. Yeah. Like, really be, being in it, being open and in it, deep in it, there will be pain. Mm. There will be pain and there will be suffering and there will be loss and it will be devastating and there will be fear. So, to be that vulnerable mm. for me is to be, because out of that comes resilience. Yes. Because if you're that low and you, work through it and you come out the other side and it will leave its scars mm-hmm. you don't come out going oh yeah yeah, yeah, sorted. yeah, yeah. you know it's pain it leaves its scars doesn't it mm-hmm. that is a step to resilience and to be that vulnerable for me is strength yeah so when people you know we talk about outdated stereotypes about Oh, to cry is to be weak. Mm. Oh, you can't be a man, you can't be strong and yes. courageous if, if you, you cry, cry. With, as a yeah. man. But actually, to cry, I think, is to be strong. Mm. And then to cry and be so in tune with those feelings and emotion in front of people is strength. Yeah. 100%. Um, And not worry about, oh, people are going to think I'm really weak yes. and I can't cope and I'm... To actually be that vulnerable with the people around you mm-hmm. who are there to help and support you and to love you for me is is strength. What about you, Grace? Have you got a defining I think time? I think the the, defi- the defining moment for me was when I lost my mum. Because it came from nowhere. She wasn't ill, she wasn't poorly, it was brutal, which I won't go into today, but It was absolutely brutal what happened to her. And it was unfair. She did not deserve that. It was unfair. Why her? So I did get caught up in that because she was so fit and so strong and she probably would have lived to 100. And it was always, I always had this sort of, when is the bubble going to burst? I lived in fear a big chunk of my life because I'd, I'd built a life. I'd seen success. All the things I dreamed, I seemed to achieve, and hadn't had any loss or pain. There was, there was, you know, I didn't suffer a miscarriage, or there was no illness in our family. There was nothing. It felt like this bubble, and I was like, "When's that bubble gonna burst? When that bubbles? When will that bubble burst?" I always had this sort of underlining fear, and then the biggest and some of my closest dearest friends, very close to their parents you know, started to lose their parents. And it made me scared. I was like, I don't think I will be able to live my life if I lose my parents, both of them, not just one of them. I just, and then when I lost my mum, the devastation was unbelievable. The pain, the loss, the brutality of it was devastating, Mm. that is probably the one thing of everything that's ever happened. Because I think part of it was, I've never had to deal with that before. Yeah, And there I was in my 40s, boom, and the hole. And then it, that was almost like the beginning of a whole load of life-changing, <laughs> devastating things in my personal life, my professional life, my all of my life, and I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah. I'm waking up. I went all this. life, I went all this time, la la la, living this like <laughs> you know what seemed like this perfect life, and then it all came crashing, crashing down. And that definitely, definitely. And then when I lost my dad,
0: because
1: mm. I felt I lost my mum, but at least I still had my dad. And they, they, my parents signify. I said this before, but they signify unconditional love Mm. of any living person in this world, I knew, I felt, and I knew my parents had my back. And in my 40s (laughs) into my 50s, they were still there and they sometimes had to pick me up and give me that hug and bail me out and all that sort of stuff. So then when I lost my dad, that was another, for me, it's like this sort of, this, like my foundations, my foundations yes, of me and rocked. my life yeah. and that I could rely on had completely like... Well, not even rocks, they'd gone, hadn't they? had gone had not they gone. Everything that you'd built your life on. Yeah. yeah, on that. And I was very, very lucky, very, very lucky to, to have that. And also I always sort of describe my parents as the sort of lighthouse. They're the lighthouse that shone, they gave me the way they were always scanning and yeah. they gave me light and they they showed me the way. And then when I was lost, it's going to make me tearful. Yeah. They, I knew You're where, making me quite I emotional, know. to be fair. But then, you know, they shone the light and I knew where to go. Mm. So I could find my way back. So that for me is probably the biggest. Yeah, you had biggest. To, yeah,
0: become very resilient. But me looking for the positive out of a really shit situation is you'd had all that fear building up to that, oh. that your life would stop and you wouldn't cope with going on. And yet it has. Yeah, absolutely. And you have. I'm not saying that we need that to happen to prove it to you, but what I'm saying is for anyone's out there that's listening, that is, because I haven't lost either of my parents and probably those things, I don't live it as a fear, but if it does go through my head, I would probably, like, how am I gonna cope? Because Mm. my parents sound very similar to you. They are rock solid foundations. I've said Mm. this before, I could call my dad at 3 a.m. in the center of Birmingham, in fact, center of London, and he would travel 100 miles and he would come and fetch me Mm. uh, without doubt. And so knowing that is a wonderful foundation to have in life. Mm. So I don't have this ongoing fear, but I know if I allowed myself to think about it, I would. So it's actually, inspirational Mm. that you felt such a fear, but you know. And also there was a fear of
1: going through the pain. Mm. didn't want to feel that pain. I was, the funeral, I was like, oh, I'm going to stop crying in the funeral and I should be strong and I need to be strong for my dad. And all that goes round and round. And it is part of life. I think learning how to deal with life Mm. and the pain and suffering of life is part of building building resilience so when it happens again, it doesn't take you down, it doesn't take you yeah. under, that you do come out the other side. And there's loads of phrases and the other one that I like and I, I use a lot is this too will pass. Yeah, I do that one all the this time. This too will pass yeah. or tomorrow's another day and I... You know, all these phrases... Well, they're almost cliches, are they? are a bit cliché, but they work. But I'm they sorry. work, and they're there for a reason mm-hmm. to help us. So if it's out there, then yeah. why not Just got to find use what use works it. for
0: you, really. And this too shall pass is definitely one of my favourites. Now, I am aware that we are coming to the end of <gasps> our time again. <gasps> we could talk all day Is there anything long? we can't
1: talk
2: about? <laughs> so, Sean. Is there, are there any more emails or comments? One more comment, which actually sums it all up really nicely. Anna says, all her life upsets have truly always taught her something and therein lies your wealth of wisdom as you... Oh, absolutely. love that. Mm. Love that. It's funny because we
0: started off sort of saying, um, is resilience a midlife superpower? And I think we should probably end up by summarising that because at the start, I sort of felt... Well, I don't know because I've been, I've had major knocks in my life. You know, I'm not always resilient, and when when I am low, I can't always recall all these things that I'm meant to do to get that positive muscle working again. But do you know one of the reasons? And I don't know if this is the same as you, uh, that I do think it's actually a midlife superpower, and it's because probably by now, most of us, maybe not every single person, but most of us, will have had some heartache, some heartbreak, some hardship, some grief, whatever it is, and we're still standing. Yeah. In fact, most of us are not still standing. We're still rocking (laughs) this life. We're still learning. We're still growing. We're still open to new opportunities. So when you first said, is it our superpower, I'm now 100% agree that, yes, I I do get my knockbacks. I do have down days. Um, I do have hormones raging through my system that are playing havoc with my emotions. But yes. It is, resilience is our superpower.
1: Yes, and I would, when I wrote the article, it was, it is, and it comes on the end, not the end, but it comes through life experience Mm. and hurt and pain and sadness and loss. And we are more resilient compared to when we were in our twenties or even our thirties.
0: Or like, think of a toddler. They, that is the extreme of no resilience at all. You know, something's gone wrong in my life. It might be my balloon has just burst. What am I going to do? I'm going to lie on the floor. I'm, I'm going to cry. Can and I'm going to kick. Go life <laughs> No resilience at all. Okay. Now, 40s, 50s onwards, I have to say there are some days where I feel like lying on that floor and kicking my legs and going, oh, I don't want to deal with it.
1: But I don't do it. I don't. So yes, I have I have this And experience. maybe if you do that for that moment, yeah. You know, so like, you know, I can't cope. I'm not going to be able to get through. Maybe the difference is you still cuz your body there is a negative mindset or that and so it's it, and we do everything we can to avoid pain because we know who wants pain? Yeah. Nobody, right? The energy it takes to exercise this muscle so you will feel like that. There are times where I just feel like, you know what, I'm gonna stay in bed. Yes. I just wanna <laughs> hide under this duvet and I'm not okay. Because it's too hard, it's hard and it's painful and it takes energy. But I think the difference is you feel it for that moment and that's, yeah. and the other difference is it's okay to feel like that. It's okay to yeah. feel like that. That's part of the step to resilience yeah. is accepting those feelings and being in that pain rather than shutting it down, yes, no, I'm not gonna to deal it. with it. Cause yep. it's never, you never, and that pain stays with you. And I think, you know, you deal with pain. So with, you know, with my parents, I still miss them as much as I did. I still feel that pain, but it's a positive. Mm. Cause I think the pain, it, it just showed how much I loved them. Yeah. And I st- have happy feelings. And that sort of gratitude, the positive of, you know when i look at back at my my mum and what happened to her it was brutal it was so brutal but it she went quickly and she had no idea and i'm grateful yes. for that she didn't have a 10 year prolonged yeah. suffering you know so you do find i think part of that is finding finding the positive, the positive. in the situation yeah yeah and it it gives gives you a faith and a hope that whatever life, and I believe this now, and this is why I think I feel it in my 50s, I didn't feel it in my 20s, and I don't fear, I don't fear, I don't want it, I don't go, right, come on, life. Bring it on. bring it on. (laughs) I don't fear it, Mm. and I have a fundamental belief, like true, deep, in my gut belief, whatever life throws at me, I will get through it. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's as good as it can get. Absolutely. (laughs) So we are going to leave
0: it on that positive note and say thank you, as always, for listening and joining us. And we look forward to seeing you all again very, very soon. Same time,
1: same place next week. See you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to Ageing with Grace, mostly disgracefully, with me, Grace Fodor. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend, leave a review, or let us know what other topics you're interested in. See below for all our social media links. And make sure to follow us to stay updated, and if you'd like to be part of our live conversation next time. If you want to hear more, check out our other episodes, and I'll see you very soon.